Produced by PI Media. Welcome to On the Holocaust from Yad Vashem. I'm your host, Nate Nelson. In this episode of our program, you'll be hearing from Dr. Alexander Avraham, Director of the Hall of Names and the Central Database of Shoah Victims' Names at Yad Vashem, discussing the Yad Vashem Hall of Names. The Hall of Names contains thousands of pages of testimony, each one a memorial to a Jewish person who perished in the Holocaust. Together, they paint a picture of a people who will not be forgotten, but collecting these pages is not easy. Teams of dedicated archivists have been working on it for years. How do they find this information? How are these pages created, and what can ordinary people do to help? Greetings, Dr. Avraham. My first question to you. The Holocaust claimed the lives of millions of ordinary people without much regard for who they were. What kinds of information is left for us about who those people were and, crucially, what information has been lost permanently? Much of the information was lost because uh, there are not so many records from the um, time of the Holocaust. Uh, because of this, we have to rely uh, for uh, documentation and commemoration the names of the um, Holocaust victims on these pages of testimony, which are in fact um, uh, testimonies by members of the family or friends or acquaintances who remember those victims and can register their names and uh, some of the uh, biographical uh, details. Uh, so um, until now we have been able to document something like uh, 4,800,000 names of Holocaust victims. Uh, many of these names come from the pages of testimony, 2,700,000. And uh, other names come from um, uh, other sources, hundreds of sources. Uh, we are trying, for instance, to um, locate in different archives around the, the, the world, mainly in Europe, but not only, um, uh, names of uh, Holocaust victims. Sometimes we have... Um, um, personal cards from uh, concentration camps, for instance, uh, that some of them were um, uh, preserved, many of them were uh, destroyed uh, during the Holocaust or the end of the, the Holocaust. Uh, we have um, partial records from ghettos. In most ghettos, this, uh, if there were uh, registration uh, lists or something like this, many were destroyed. Um, we have uh, partial um, uh, deportation lists from different countries, from France, Holland, Belgium, I don't know, Germany, Austria. Uh, but uh, we don't know exactly who, we know who was deported, but we don't know exactly if they uh, arrived to the, um, the end of the traject uh, uh, or what, that, what happened to them after that. So uh, the uh, information is... Uh, uh, rather scant and uh, partial. So despite the difficulty, how does Yad Vashem acquire information on individuals that are now long deceased? Describe the process. One of uh, our areas of uh, working is uh, uh, the pages of testimony. We still receive pages of testimony. We um, Years ago in the 90s, uh, the early 2000s, we have uh, been receiving something like 40,000, 50,000 new pages of testimony every year. Now the uh, numbers are dwindling, but uh, we still in 19, 
In 2019, we have received uh, 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 18,000 new pages of testimony. So that means uh, 1,500 every month. So there are still, this is a, still a source of uh, information about Holocaust victims. Uh, we are trying to find uh, other um, different sources uh, linked to the pages of testimony. We are uh, doing a um, um, great effort to uh, reach uh, Russian-speaking uh, Jews in Israel, in the former USSR, uh, in other um, countries like uh, Germany or uh, the United States, in order to... Um, 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 help them or to convince them to fill out pages of testimony because uh, one of the uh, uh, gaps in names that we have is um, Poland, Eastern Poland and from the former USSR. And because in the former USSR uh, the uh, awareness about the Holocaust was almost nil because the authorities uh, didn't speak about the Holocaust and uh, the suffering of, of the Jews were was um, silenced, in fact. Um, we have to work with um, uh, the families and um, uh, make them understand how important it is to fill out uh, pages of testimony because otherwise there are no um, uh, sources for the names of the victims in the former USSR. It's uh, most of uh, the Jews in the former USSR were killed by um, bullets in uh, in the uh, uh, first month of the uh, after the invasion, uh, the Barbarossa uh, uh, operation, and uh, there were no uh, lists whatsoever of uh, the victims. So this is uh, important. Uh, another um, uh, source of uh, names we have found. Uh, Uh, in the last years is um, uh, linked um, to uh, religious or orthodox uh, Jews uh, in Israel and in other countries that uh, we have found that uh, many of them did not uh, fill out pages of testimony. But they found uh, or established other uh, or, or different or parallel ways of commemoration. For instance, at the um, uh, Central Library National Library here in Jerusalem, we have um, almost all the, um, the books um, published in the world on uh, uh, Jewish uh, um, uh, thematics. Uh, and uh, we have found that many books um, um, inc include uh, what we call dedications. Uh, that means the, the, the author or the publisher is dedicating the book to a number of uh, members of the family who were murdered in the Holocaust. And um, we have performed uh, random searches and found that um, something like uh, 60, even 70% of these names are not uh, present in our um, uh, database of uh, Holocaust victims. So uh, we are now extracting names from this, uh, these sources. And we have uh, found also, if you visit a synagogue, uh, there are uh, many uh, memorial plaques. Um, people are making a donation of a book, of a uh, stall or something to the synagogue, and uh, they dedicate this in memory of uh, uh, members of the family who were murdered in, on the Holocaust, in the Holocaust. And also, uh, many times in uh, Jewish cemeteries, you have matzavot, you have uh, tombstones, 
on which uh, next to the name of somebody who passed away after the, 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 the war, you have inscribed the names of the siblings or parents who perished in the Holocaust because the families need a, uh, you know, a tangible place for uh, memory. So, uh, in fact, we um, are, have uh, a team of uh, young people who are taking um, digital pictures of this uh, Matzevot, of the, the memorial plaques, and somebody working at the university, and we are retrieving these, these names and including them in, uh, in the um, uh, database. You know, speaking of a tangible place, what is the Hall of Names? What does it look like? How is it organized? Well, the Hall of Names is a um, separate pavilion at the exit uh, from the um, uh, historical museum at Yad Vashem. Uh, the visitors go through the museum and uh, learn about the, the fate of the Jews during the Holocaust and the events of the Holocaust. And uh, next to the exit, uh, there is this um, Hall of Names. It's a um, 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 circular uh, pavilion uh, where we are trying to give uh, the victims back their names and their identities. When you go through the museum, you understand that most of the victims, more than 99% of the victims of the Holocaust, don't have a grave, don't have a uh, tombstone. There's nothing left. So um, the Hall of Nemesis is uh, this attempt of uh, um, reconstructing their identities and give them back the, the names. We uh, know that in many camps, uh, the Nazis uh, assigned uh, numbers to, to the Jewish prisoners. So we are trying to give them back the names instead of those uh, numbers. Uh, when you enter into the Hall of Names, uh, all around you there is a gallery with uh, files. In each file there are something like 300, 400, uh, 400 uh, pages of testimony. So in fact, uh, the, the, the whole collection of uh, pages of testimony, more than 2,700,000, is um, stored and preserved in this uh, Hall of Names, uh, which is uh, something like uh, 8 uh, meters uh, high. And uh, the entrance is at uh, mid-level, let's say. So you, you can uh, um, uh, see... Um, uh, uh, we can watch to the ceiling or to the bottom of this uh, thing. It's uh, very high. And all around you, there are these pages of testimony. And the ceiling is uh, made out uh, of a collection of uh, something like a puzzle, if you want, or a, um, a mosaic of uh, 600 pages of testimony with pictures that are a fraction of the 6 million uh, victims and uh, give uh, something like a fresco, if you want, of the um, Jewish life before the Holocaust, because the uh, photographs on the page of the testimony are photographs from bef before the war. So uh, we want to remember the victims not as uh, victims, but as free people before they become victims. And, uh, you know, people with uh, a future, with uh, plans and something like this. So it's uh, it's, in fact, a picture of uh, the Jewish life before the, the tragedy. So I know the answer might appear obvious, but I want to hear your perspective. Um, why do we do this, or why should we do this? Because we want to remember, and we want uh, others to know what uh, happened. 
this uh, comes n- not in a void. Let's say it's uh, they say the Jews are the, the people of the book, but we are also the people of uh, memory. Um, it's a long uh, tradition. If you uh, sometimes, if you look in uh, prayer books that uh, were preserved in the families during the gener- during many generations. Uh, many times uh, you have um, uh, family trees going from generation to generation to generation. Uh, it's in the Jewish uh, tradition. Many times people were um, um, very aware of the need to uh, to keep this uh, link and to register the the members of the family. During this generation, so uh, this is something a continuation of a tradition, let's say, and um, it is um, something uh, that uh, also uh, was very important to the survivors after the Holocaust, and uh, many of them started to register the names of the victims in uh, the DP camps, in, in the displaced person camps in, uh, on German and uh, Austrian territory after the liberation. They were um, just recently liberated, but one of the things that uh, was important for those survivors was to document and commemorate the names of their um Uh, mates in the camps that didn't make it, that uh, that they were killed uh, in the Holocaust and uh, could not survive. So, uh, and then you have uh, a, uh, an attempt of uh, by members of uh, surviving members of the communities uh, to um, um, reconstruct, let's say, the the list of their friends, members of families, uh, acquaintances from that specific community. were murdered in the Holocaust. So um, there are what we call uh, Iskor books, uh, monographs about the um, history of the um, uh, different communities from the very beginnings up to the Holocaust. And many of these books, there are something um, like uh, 1,300 books, uh, Iskor books that were published since the late 40s and 50s. And uh, more than 800 of them have lists of the names of the victims from those uh, um, uh, communities. And uh, we had a um, very important uh, project of extracting the names from these lists into our uh, database because it was important to them and is important to us to uh, put together all these names in order to uh, remember and to... Uh, Uh, you know, it's um, we are trying uh, to to document and commemorate not only the names. We are trying to com- to to document also the the um, uh, biographical um, details, including many times uh, the professions of these people, what they were doing in their life before the Holocaust. And uh, because we think that uh, only like this we can, when you know what, what, who they were and what they did before the Holocaust, you know, only then you can grasp the the dimensions of the tragedy. 
It's uh, because if you don't know what was before, you you you, you cannot understand what what was lost. You know, if you look in our database, you can find uh, I don't know uh, hundreds of uh, people who were Hazanim, for instance, cantors in the synagogues. You have um, many I don't know uh, um, opera singers, uh, plane pilots, I don't know physicians. Uh, Together with uh, you know tailors and uh, teachers and uh, whatever, but it's it's uh, it's a fresco of uh, the Jewish life before the Holocaust, and it's very meaningful for us to to you you can learn what was uh, then and what was lost. Now that we have a sense for what you do, can you read us an actual page of testimony? I have uh, here a page of testimony about a uh, young girl. Claude Ev Markovic, uh, who was born on uh, 9 February 1938 in uh, Nice, in France. She was the um, daughter of Paul and Manus, and she used to live in uh, Nice. Uh, during the Holocaust, she was, she was um, in uh, hiding in a small uh, place in uh, southern France, in the um, uh, free territory, Chateau de Lierre, Capendu. And um, nevertheless, um, she was uh, found by the Nazis uh, apparently because she was deported in uh, uh, on um, June 5, 1944, to Auschwitz. Uh, the pages was uh, filled out in um, 1992 by her brother, Robert Marco, former Markovic. Now, this is a page of testimony. In our database, as I said, we have uh, names from different sources. And uh, one of the um, uh, challenges for us is uh, to find out um, if a uh, specific victim is uh, documented in more than one source. And in this case, for instance, uh, the name of uh, Claude Ev Markovic appears on a page of testimony. And also on two other documents. One is a uh, list of deportation from France. And, uh, and uh, on this list we can uh, know exactly uh, that she was um, uh, sent with the transport number 75 from Drancy near Paris on um, uh, June 30, 30, 1944 to Auschwitz. And her name appears also on a list of um, uh, um, uh, persons uh, who were reported as missing. It's uh, the, um, it, it was there was a search service for missing persons. So um, um, in the last years, we are um, very active in this um, intent of uh, uh, linking together uh, when. It is possible, and when there is uh, more than one source, linking together the different sources that uh, um, are related to one victim. And in this uh, manner, we can sometimes uh, um, uh, reconstitute or put together a a larger picture and understand more about uh, the the fate of um, these uh, victims. Um, we are using um, uh, computer capabilities, uh, uh, algorithms, and so on, and uh, trying to um, 
match uh, different variants of uh, first names, last names, places, and so on, and uh, uh, getting uh, these clusters of uh, um, different sources about a uh, person. And in this case, uh, attached to this page of testimony, we have also a um, drawing. Uh, this little uh, girl, when she was uh, in Drancy, in the camp, was uh, writing to her cousin. And uh, it is very interesting that um, we have, with pages of testimony, sometimes we have uh, photographs of uh, the, the victims. And in this case, we have not only a photograph, but also a um, small drawing that she was dedicating to, to her uh, cousin. So... Uh, we are trying in this uh, manner, as I said, to learn who the victims were and uh, to, to have a better understanding of uh, their existence before the Holocaust. And for those listening who can't see what you're holding, what does it look like? Uh, yes, uh, she's drawing a uh, house and um, herself, I think, it's a little girl. Uh, the, the house is in fact a school, it is uh, written a call in uh, school in French. And uh, she, um, there is a uh, drawing of herself as a young uh, girl and a wreath um, of uh, flowers or something like this, together with a tree. And um, she is uh, saying in French that uh, she is uh, thinking of uh, her um, uh, cousin Jacques and uh, she is eager to have some uh, news from, uh, from him. So she was writing from the camp and uh, trying to have uh, uh, news from the family. So quite literally a picture of Jewish life before the Holocaust, we might say. Yes, and uh, we have many like this, and um, our database is uh, on the internet from uh, 2004, and we invite everybody to um, look and search for uh, relatives in uh, the database, and uh, if the names of the relatives who were murdered are not in the database, we uh, ask to fill out pages of testimony, because sometimes the only memory of uh, victims who are not uh, registered anywhere else live only in the uh, in the, the souvenirs in the memories of their um, uh, family members thank you dr Afraham, for describing how you and your fellow archivists go about gathering information organizing and then presenting it in such a way where we can hopefully honor the memories of individuals wrongly taken from our planet this has been on the holocaust from yad vashem i'm nate nelson listeners thank you all for tuning in